What we do here is go back, 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 back. Welcome, welcome to the Hustle Sold Separately. We are a weekly podcast dedicated to all of you amazing human beings who continue to listen to this podcast, follow along, become part of the community. All of you guys in some way are probably doing things way outside of the box. You are loved for it here. I get it. the regular world <laughs> may not understand that process, uh, but you are loved here. The space is definitely clear to do your own thing. We get a lot of innovators and creators and entrepreneurs and hustlers and CEOs and artists and people just really out of the box thinkers. And um, it's celebrated here because no two paths are the same. Um, I get you. I agree. My guests get you. And um, we've got a lot of new listeners as well. I keep thanking the old listeners because you guys are day ones and the new listeners. Um, you know, I'm just grateful that you're here and you know, you've learned about um, this podcast. I'm Matt Gottesman. It's nice to meet you. Um, we've had a lot of growth. And, um, you know, I always say we don't glamorize or glorify in success. Uh, that's just not the case. The word is very arbitrary, as you guys will continue to hear me say. It's really about what does success look like for you as an individual at a very interpersonal level. Um, it is never going to be the outside world's metrics. It can't be. And even when you achieve those, you will find that out to be true. It has nothing to do with it because you'll then reset right back on inside. And we're going to be talking a lot about that today. Um, so thank you guys for tuning in um, at Matt Gottesman on Instagram. If you, you want to kind of see all the different things that I go, I'm doing. If you want to get in the conversation at the intersection of creativity and culture and entrepreneurship at HDF magazine at H uh, at hustle sold separately uh, as well. If you want to follow along the brand, um, which I need to develop out a little bit more on Insta, but you know, guys, I answer each and every one of my texts uh, that you guys uh, send me and I'm really, really grateful. It's been about building a community for as long as I can remember at this point. And it's just going to continue from there. And also, thank you for all the ratings and reviews. It means a lot in the world to me. And apparently, it means a lot to Apple. That's why they, they expand my reach. So really, really appreciate it. I've got a returning guest. I love when I have returning guests uh, because it's a, an evolutionary process uh, of them as well and with the podcast. Uh, Roxana Begum has been on um, uh, a while back. And we were connecting, reconnecting last year of having her come back on and um, just and going back and forth. And I'm so grateful for um, having her now and the time. She's a best-selling author, and but you may know her more as a world champion in Muay Thai uh, kickboxing, and she's a professional boxer now. You guys probably remember her story. If you don't, you have to refer back to that episode. Um, I'll probably put in the show notes the exact episode number for all of you, and I will um, go back over her bio right now but we are going to be talking about personality persistence. Um, and her and I were going back and forth through some different subjects uh, through email. And there was a lot of, there was a lot of subjects we we're going to cover all of them, but I, there was something that, that stuck out the words personality persistence. And I, to me it was overcoming the mind will basically overcome everything else. But like we have this personality, we have this, um, you know, this inner knowing we have this, uh, drive in a lot of ways, even if we're not feeling driven at any given moment. Um, but if we are persistent in, um, our growth and understanding who we are, 
um, and developing our character and our personality is driving that, um, we're going to see a lot more of what it is that we really want in life. Um, but it, it, it really starts with our own relationship with ourselves. So real quick, uh, for Roxana's background, first British Muslim female world champion in Muay Thai kickboxing in a professional capacity. Uh, after attaining gold and bronze medals at the first uh, IFMA World Championships held across the world, Roxana then turned professional boxer in 2017, signed by former heavyweight champion Mr. David Hay. Um, while a full-time, excuse me, Mr. David Hay, the my outline was a little bit there. Um, while a full-time athlete, she had also written her autobiography called Born Fighter. Please go check that out. Um, it's been shortlisted sports book of the year by William Hill and the guardian. She's also had the honor to carry the Olympic torch in 2012 represented to her majesty, her queen as an achiever for breaking down boundaries. And Roxana has also created one of um, the first sports hijab line to help um, more Muslim women participate in sports without compromise where faith meets fitness. And as an inspirational speaker and a best-selling author, she dedicates her time to charity work, including Dame Kelly Holmes Trust as an ambassador and uh, Canary Wharf Group, uh, and alongside uh, Sporting Equals, where minority athletes are supported from grassroots. And one of her proudest achievements is winning Sports Personality of the Year and Inspirational Person of the Year, nominated Sky Sports Women of the Year amongst sports giants such as Mo Farah. And she now sets her sights on becoming a world champion in professional boxing. If I know and understand this woman, she will <laughs> become a. a uh, uh, and, and the goal there is she would become a double world champion in two disciplines, which has not been done yet. So, um, and like I said, if I know this woman uh, the way I've come to know her, she, she will. Uh, and her other endeavors um, uh, turn uh, Born Fighter into a film adaptation, which is pending right now. And her motto in life, it's not how many times you get knocked down, but how many times you rise up. Um, you know, and I'm sure you guys have heard that before. And it's very powerful. And it's very true. She's worked with brands such as Adidas, Apple, Pandora, Gymshark, Clinique, Karen Miller, and Selfridges. And she's also been featured in Sky, BBC, Telegraph, Mirror, Guardian, Sun, Time, <laughs> Women's Health. Um, oh, uh, and the most famous, the Hustle Sold Separately podcast. <laughs> One of my favorites. <laughs> so welcome back. It's good to have you on. Again. Thank you. I absolutely love your podcast. And I just find it so inspirational, um, the guests that you have and how in inspiring they are. And, um, you know, you have people from all fields. And that's what's so magnificent about your podcast is that it's not just sports people if it's actors it's scientists it's charity workers and they bring such an amazing scope um and perspective to to people like myself so thank you for you know sharing your gift and having me in, on your show no I, I i thank you for that i i love that you brought that up because it, it very much does connect us all um by showing the different ranges of industries and people doing these things and it's I've been just basically focusing on all of you as a character type of like, no, you're really into mm. the thing that you're building and what that development of you looks like in the process. And I think when you when you go across all these different industries, it never locks anybody in and into one thing or one identity and allows them to expand on their own. Right. So here we are. <laughs> what um, what has been going on with you since you last uh, came on? Like, how's the training going? How's the you know, and then you had this book and then there's the potential adaptation of the book. I mean, please feel free to like just share everything that's been going on since the last time you were on. Certainly. Um, I mean, 
this year has been incredible for me, even with the pandemic in the world. And, you know, we all go through challenging times and, you know, mental health issues, um, family members falling ill, coping with the isolation that's going on. Um, I feel like I'm in a great place because I've managed to use that to my advantage. And, you know, training, of course, I can't train in the regular setting as I would like to, like being in Las Vegas, training with my main coach, Salas Ismail. Um, I am working on my fundamentals here in England and just really enjoying the process, really valuing the foundations of what makes a great boxer and really taking it all in because I transitioned from obviously uh, Muay Thai, uh, becoming a world champion and then straight into professional boxing without any amateur experience. So for me, it's been an incredible journey. It's testing myself to the limit, mentally physically emotionally um so yeah it's been an incredible year and training is going really well now and I think it's to do with what we touched on earlier in terms of personality and attitude that is the defining factor of what tomorrow's success is going to bring us um, in our lives um, and for me, yeah, I've managed to launch my autobiography, which I'm really proud of. It's a true account of my journey in becoming a world champion, facing cultural boundaries, religious boundaries, personal, you know, inner conflicts that I faced along the journey, um, and then becoming the first Muslim British world champion. And I've shared my experience my emotions, my truths, my vulnerabilities. And I hope it can inspire so many people with their adventures in life. Oh, sorry. I thought for a second it, it cut out there at the last second. I mean, that's amazing. And and what do you, um, so like, and what's going on with um, the book in, you know, it's, it's stages. I mean, are you allowed to talk about that? Like, the, Absolutely. Yeah, so the book is now released. It's, um, it, you can purchase the book from Amazon or Waterstones. I know the shops are closed at the moment. Um, it's I, I'm honestly I never thought it would come this far. It was nominated for, it was actually shortlisted Sports Book of the Year by William Hill, um, alongside Guardian and One to Look Out for by the Waterstones Bookshop. I'm so so proud of my account and my journey because I think so many people were able to resonate with some of the emotional challenges that I faced um, throughout my journey in terms of going through depression, panic attacks, being diagnosed with ME, which is chronic fatigue, especially as an elite athlete, it had a detrimental effect on my training regime and my mindset. And I've been able to overcome all of that and bridge the gap between, you know, being a westernized female, being ambitious, goal-driven and having values and integrity and live by those principles um so it's been an incredible journey I'm so you know enlightened like I see my past as a school which has taught me so much and I've been able to take so much from it and it's brought me here and I'm so proud to be able to share this story with, you know, yourself and all the listeners that are taking part, which I'm so grateful. Thank you, guys. Um, yeah, so 
I guess that's where we are with the book, which is now being optioned to become a drama series, which we are currently um, talking about, uh, which I'm really excited about because, again, it's about making a difference. It's about helping others through, through the lessons that I've learned and being able to transfer that onto others at a young age, at an early stage in their life where they can learn from my mistakes rather than having to go through it themselves. Um, and that's what truly inspires me is being able to give back because I am blessed, you know, I've been able to find my passion in life and really cultivate that and develop that. And, uh, you know, I've had mentors and been able to nourish my passion and my mind and my skill sets that I've been able to acquire. And, you know, this, this is what it's about is really finding yourself and being able to, you know, it's a community, like you said, you know, helping each other because that's what really develops our skill set. It's not being able to just acquire knowledge, it's being able to implement and execute that knowledge uh, that really is the defining moment. It is. And I think that that's where um, everybody's looking for the answers. And when the answers Absolutely. are presented, and when they're, and then when the answers are presented to them, uh, that's one level. Um, whether or not they mm -hmm. can execute them is another level. And the hardest part, I think, for most people, too, is, and I, we just had this conversation on, on the, the podcast before yours, which was, you know, um, the simplest form is that we actually already have the answers. And I'm like, you yeah, everybody want the quick fix? I'm like, we are the quick fix. It's our own answers that we already know. But it's executing exactly. what mm. we know. It's exercising accountability and, and um, better choices. And I let people say, like, well, I don't know what to choose. I'm like, you do know what to choose. You do. You do. It's, it's everything that comes with um, mm. the choices that you are worried about. Well, this may hurt this person. Great. So they're taken care of uh, and you're not. Got it. Okay. I mean, that's just the yeah. choice that we just broke down there. And and I get it. Like, people can be really tough. They can be really tough. I, I get it. It really depends on the environment and um, who the who a person might be around. And um, you know, especially if they wake up and they're around nobody that really feels good. Um, that can be, it's like sleeping in a lion's den of the wrong lions. And you're like, I better get out of here quickly mm -hmm. and quietly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, and yeah. I, and I get it. But at the same time, um, every person must come first. Themselves must come first. Yeah. You clearly made those decisions very early on and it was not easy because of, um, you know, from cultural standpoint and from, you know, what, uh, and from a gender standpoint, I mean, you, you fought a lot of different, um, you challenged a lot of different, um, ways of thinking. How did you do that for you? How did, how did you, how did you, how did you, um, stand more into your own power? Um, I mean, it's so fascinating what you touched on, especially about choices and it's absolutely, yeah. 100% right in terms of everything is a choice we choose to let our mind wander or the you know employing thoughts that either empower us or disempower us and the moment and and so often you know we let our egos run wild and it's been able to tame yourself and bring him back to basics 
and really telling yourself, okay, let me seek to understand rather than to be understood. And once you strip that all down, it may take a while, you realize, okay, no one's at fault. No one's right or wrong. It's just perception. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess with me, I was doing things naturally. Um, I look back at my my choices. I was doing things naturally without really understanding. And I look back now and I'm thinking, wow, I was, do, you know, I was able to cultivate that attitude of perseverance and not giving in to who my spirit is um, and finding the true balance of being who I am and my true potential. I think I'm driven by that is reaching my true potential, but without, you know, um, conflict with my family values, my upbringing, because there's always a way when there's a will, there's always a way. It's like you said, it's not what you say It's in the execution. It's the tone, it's the inclination, it's the sincerity, being genuine, being honest, being vulnerable. Those are all qualities that you um, develop through challenges and acquire and it's been able to master yourself. So I guess with me from a young age, I I found my passion. I knew what really drove me, um, which was the sport, which was living with integrity. Anything that I did that went against my integrity, I felt shit afterwards. Honestly, mm-hmm. like it just did not make me feel good. And I realized, actually, I can't get away with lying because it's not part of my philosophy. It doesn't empower me. Even if I could, it's about the inner monologue. Who am I then? And what I discovered is that I'm so much happier when I'm following my own advice. You always know who you are. But sometimes you have to kind of strip away the ego, the negativities. Um, Our mind plays tricks on us. So it's been able to really dig deep, have deep conversations with yourself and finding out what you truly want. And when you start to understand, not just listen, but to understand what someone else is trying to um, say, I think that's when um, the real beauty takes place because we are there for one another. We are there to support and encourage and inspire each other. We can't do everything ourselves. We need that, you know, especially in this current climate, we need that connection. It is mm-hmm. all about connection. And and I feel like the way that we can um, navigate is um, uh, the more self-aware and understanding of who we are in this world and how we're making these choices and the conversations that we are having with other people, um, good or bad. <laughs> and, um, and I always say to people that there's really no good, there's really no bad. Getting to that place is really mm-hmm. where you want to get to because... Um, yes. Like you said, listening to other people um, and understanding where they're coming from, um, you can delineate between good or bad and make it into neutral. And people go like, well, how do you do that? I'm like, when you stop looking at what they're saying to you as giving you a reason to make a like, so if they say something good to you and you feel good and now it confirms what mm-hmm. you already knew anyways by yourself, great. Yeah. And yeah. if they say something mm-hmm. bad and it throws <laughs> you off because you're listening to what they what they say and now it throws you off. I'm like, the goal is yeah. basically to understand is to tap into your own kind of knowing inside. And then when you're listening mm-hmm. to other people and they're talking, it's just giving them the respect to listen and then navigate 
right based on how they're talking to you. And I was, and I tell people, I'm like, when it's something you don't, like you said, like, you know, when you feel like shit, like, you know, when it doesn't feel right, whether it's your own choice or something else somebody is saying. And I just tell people, I'm like, just pay attention to that. I'm like, you don't have to own it though, beyond that point you, at all. Right. I mean, you really can just, and when somebody says, basically anytime somebody says something that's really just bad and negative, like the first in only thing that you should really be thinking about in that moment is this has nothing to do with me i mean at the end of the day like because i always say happy people don't attack so if somebody is attacking me instead of taking it personally and taking it all on i can be like what's this about well you this you that i'm like i get it you're looking at me and you want to tell me how to like live my life Got it. Okay. Yeah. But real quick, what's it about for you? What's my yeah. life and my decisions yeah. and my choices about for you? Like, because yeah. you're so concerned with me. I just, I, I, and say, I genuinely want to understand what is my life about for you? Help me understand why you're concerned so much with my choices and what they are in relationship to you. Is it, does my choices, do my choices affect you in some way? Are you mad that I'm not doing something that you would like to be doing? Like, let's have an actual open discussion. Let me show you some grace. Um, uh, that The grace that you're not giving me. Let me show you my grace and respect. Absolutely. I mean, what you touched on is so true. And I mean, a lot of the times the way I see it is, I see it as an exercise. When someone attacks me or says something, I kind of see it as, what are they revealing in me? What are they trying to teach me about myself? Yes. Are they a mirror of what, you know, something that I don't like about myself? So I try and be objective and yeah, it does hurt, but I'm aware that it's going to hurt. So I've already closed off my emotions in a sense. Uh, let's not make this personal. Let me learn from this experience and grow from this. And if it means I need to hold my frame, let it get get it, let them get it out of their system. How can I now grow from this and not attack them back <laughs> and just kind of, you know, understand? Okay, this is something that maybe I need to work on. Or if it's something I disagree with, why do I need to rise to it? Um, I can just hold my, you know, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. I can hold my frame. It's, it's about responding and educating rather than reacting to someone else's opinion. And I'll be honest, Matt, it's so often people cannot see my vision. You know, when I wrote Born Fighter with um, a friend, you know, it was, we got rejected five times before even got to the publishers who, who who really loved the story um and simply because it wasn't just a sports story it's a it's something you know you encounter in any part of your life it's, it's a life's journey um so i i strongly believe in once you have a vision and self-belief you just have to persevere you need to let other people see you shine um not feel disappointed if they can't see your vision because mm -hmm. a lot of people can't I think a lot of people need to see the end product until they start believing in you so I personally don't take it in that sense anymore and I think okay what can I do to kind of propel forward with my dreams and desires um, you know the book took me 10 years in the making when I mm -hmm. initially got the idea was in 2010 and I remember I was told well you're not you know, Katie Price, you're not married to so-and-so, you don't have a TV show. And 
all those negativities and you know they might be right I, I don't have that kind of profile but what I do have is a voice and experience and the wisdom that I've been able to acquire through my experiences um, that I'd, I feel you know proud to be able to share with the world um, so yeah I just see it as a opportunity to grow from those moments rather than feeling let down that I haven't been understood um, and I think people who who are successful in life they they often don't see the tree they see the forest yes. they see the whole picture and yes. you need to be able to um, not take it personally just see it as well I'm a leader and I'm going to embrace this opportunity and let people come followers will come when they believe yes. in you when you're genuine people will want to be around people who are successful who are yes. people who are uh, congruent people who have values and principles and do not um fold under pressure yeah well the the opportunity it's perfectly well said what you said the opportunity i, I welcome the opportunity it's contrast to your point what is this teaching me and I know, you know, you hear all the, the, the people online say like, you know, this is, you should, what is this, um, you know, experience teaching you? And I always like to take things a little bit further so the audience can really like understand that, which is what you just did. And it's like, no, really there's contrast and somebody is telling you something. It's not what it appears to be when it's being said to you in its physical form. There is an mm -hmm. underlying thing happening that is just basically begging the question for you why is this being said to me and what does this really mean and how do I really feel? And um, if we didn't have the contrast, we wouldn't ask the questions for how we move forward. And I think that that's where people get tripped up is everybody wants answers. And I'm like, but here's the deal. If you're given an answer, you, you won't do it. But if you realize the answer, you will. And the only way you yeah. realize it is if an opportunity presents itself, something that just seems so, I, I love when, when, when shit is so contrasting, it's like, it's like God speaking to you and saying like, please, for the love of me, like just, just you see how opposite this is of what you've been asking for. It's going to make you ask a question. That's all I want you to do. You know? And so I, when, when I tell people like when something hurts so bad or it's so contrasting, it's so in your face, it's begging you to take a step back and be like, ah, I have to ask a question you know, and I want to be like, yes, what's your question? <laughs> like, what is your question? Like, well, this doesn't seem right. I'm like, what about this doesn't seem right? You know, and then allow them yeah. to, you know, start to develop the critical thinking into through the situation versus just taking That's on the true. feeling of somebody else. I was like, your answers are right in front of you. If you take it as an opportunity for what's being presented to you as a means to what would be the viable next step and being accountable, I right? I honestly think like when you're encountering those kind of situation, it's God trying to elevate you yes. to the next level. And yet, like you said, the answer is always there and you can never solve a problem from where it started from. So you have to take yourself out of it and maybe revisit that problem afterwards and not really live in the problem. Um, that's what I found that really helps me is every problem has a solution and once you start believing in that the solution you will inspire honestly like just the intuition and your gut feeling will give you the answers but you need to learn to discipline and 
acquire that and trust your intuition is always there. And I feel like that's something that comes from God. If you turn to God, if you have patience, you have prayer and you seek God's advice, the answers are always there. And we just we're just fogged with all these information and our brain doesn't know how to filter all of that because we've got so much information bombarded to us and it's sometimes it's just our perspective because you know we're so used to thinking in a certain line of thinking but we shouldn't we should be open in terms of acquiring knowledge from all sources all backgrounds all you know people from all walks of life and this is why i find your show so you know, inspirational, profound, and how, honestly, Matt, you are an amazing speaker in terms of you get the best out of everyone because you're like a friend. You, you're speaking to me and I feel like I'm talking to my best friend. It's not a journalist. It's not an interview. It's a talk. It's a chat. It's a conversation that is allowing me to bring out the best in me. Um, and you do it phenomenally well. I, uh, I'm honored. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm like, I'm like, ooh, like, well, I, um, you. Uh, it's a skill set, honestly. Like what you've, because I can see the difference when I'm interviewed by or speaking to other people. I can see the difference because you're. It's the warmth and respect, and you allowing me to express myself without trying to trick me or That's exactly. trying to have a certain line of questioning. It's just been natural and organic, um, which is, you know, the, the the laws of life, really, the gravity, the, how the trees grow, everything is organic. And I think we should take inspiration from that. Well, there's a lot of expansive power in having very real, raw conversations, especially that the mm. world the world can hear. And what I have found in media or just in these kind of prepped interview style um, like you said, like, you know, to try to get what they want out of it. Um, and it's, it's interesting because when you filter something, I don't think it has as much impact and, and nice. it doesn't teach and help everybody else listening that go like, cause, cause that's, that's what's shaping people's minds. And, and, and to, to the very theme of this podcast, it's like, well, if we want people to critically think more and be more in tune with um, their own mindset, mm-hmm. Uh, then they have to see the reality of a wow not everybody knows what they're doing most people don't they're just figuring it out Mm. b we're all human having human experiences c like there's it takes time practice patience um and the things are very similar across every human being no matter what industry you're in and Mm. and i feel like when you when you when you can talk like that like human beings, two people, I would say it's a coffee conversation the rest of the world can hear. We're out for coffee and everybody else can hear us, you know, because it's, it's, you know, it's massive, it's public. But, you know, but the idea is that um, to show the human side of, um, of our growth in the thing that we believe in and that we're building upon um, and that it has um, very similar experiences to anybody else. It's just that we're choosing to make better choices in that growth and we're, we're, we're choosing our environments and Mm -hmm. we're taking more accountability for who we are. Um, and that it is not easy. And that if people see that we get the same type of people that 
that try to come into our world and mess with us. I mean, obviously it's less, it, it does become less and less and less because we get better and better and better. Um, and no. if they can see that, then they can feel better. And the other thing you were talking about too, about like prayer, I, I thought, I'm so glad you brought that up. And no matter, no matter what a person's um, spiritual affiliation is, yeah. I, I, I tell people, my, the game changer for me was really, I come first. Period. End of story. I and if I don't, you will get nothing near my best out of me for exactly. you as a client, you as a partner, you yeah. as a a friend, you as a son. So if I don't come first, then like mm. you know, and in, in coming first is all about. I need my meditation. I need my mornings. I need my spirituality. I need my prayer time. And I was thinking about yeah. last week, and it hit me. I was. I mean, I know it's such a thing. And, and you and I, we were in our prayers and stuff. And it was interesting though. I felt this yeah. overwhelming feeling that came through of, wow, it really is so simple when we pray and get very present. I mean, just even if it's like oh, ten minute God. prayer. Yeah. Um, yes. we're so aligned, like you, oh, after a while, you know, when you don't pray or, or meditate, oh you yes. feel it that day and you're like, why are these things coming up that shouldn't even be coming up? Like, what did I, I'm like, oh, yes. what did I miss? Got it. Yeah. Thank you for resetting. I will get right back on it, pray at night and then I'll start again in the morning, <laughs> you know? I still, yeah. I can resonate with that hundred percent. Like right. when I miss my prayers or if I'm not connected to God, I feel my day doesn't go well. And it's, it's been, you know, once you bring out the best in yourself, you can bring out the best in other people because it's contagious. You know, you're, you're transferring your energy onto someone else and vice versa. Um, But prayer, honestly, it saved my life. I'm just so, I think as a gift to us, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. meditation. When you go deep, you, you honor yourself, you love yourself and that's what really allows you to reflect and appreciate how fortunate we are. And there's always people in worse situations. And it just gives us time to appreciate that and say thank you to God for all our blessings. Um, it doesn't take a lot, but it just resets our reset button. I think that's what it's about. It's about connecting with the higher power. Like you said, whether you believe in God or not, whether you call it the universe or the source or God or Allah, I think it's so powerful to understand that there's a bigger entity at stake here that is, you know, it's through faith Mm -hmm. and hope and enlightenment that we truly release all our fears and leave it up to God and just get on with, you know, becoming the best versions of ourselves and the, one of the ways that I kind of do what I do is the fact that every time I'm telling you, every time I've got sparring sessions, every time I'm walking into the ring, that prayer is my savior because it calms me down. It allows me to collect my thoughts. It doesn't, fear doesn't consume me then because all I'm doing is putting it down to God and asking God to protect me and give me the courage, the confidence. Uh, the competence and just I just believe that God doesn't burden a soul more than he can bear and that's what saves me and then if I don't propel forward I I I know I'm letting my fear consume me and I'm not trusting God enough so that's when I okay I'm afraid and that's okay to be afraid but now I need to put 
my trust in God. And that is an ongoing exercise. And I'm telling you, even now, I've been in the ring so many times, but even now when I walk into my sparring session, I have to meditate, I have to pray, I have to ask God for protection because you never know what's going to happen in that ring. Accidents happen, so many things happen. Um, But this is why I love what I do because I I feel like I'm living in the unknown. It's constantly being challenged physically, mentally, emotionally and spiritually. It leads me to become a better person because I feel like I'm on a spiritual journey. Um, And, you know, you take that challenge away from me, I become a little bit, you know, someone who's just walking through life rather than really taking on and enjoying the, the the colors and the beauty and the sounds of the world um, and embracing the rewards that each, you know, you may see as a negative, but every, every um, event is teaching you something because it's leading you to something bigger, but it's, it's how you frame your mind and empower yourself. So um, there's so many moments where I could have just given up and thought, oh, well, that's not for me. I lost that fight or my coach doesn't believe in me um, or I don't have the funding to continue. But when I believed and I had the conviction that, you know what, God will provide. I just need to keep that perseverance, keep the skills up. And I realized it always it never fails. It never fails when you never. believe and you're patient and you pray, I'm telling you, it's never let me down. Well, it's, um, I would say God is just speaking to us through experiences and people constantly, constantly. Mm-hmm. And you're right about that. It's just that, that faith. And I, and I get it. I, I understand why people sometimes struggle with, with faith. And I'm like, well, it's cause it's also a letting go because you don't necessarily have control. I mean, we all struggle. Like yeah. even I struggle. I mean, I, I see myself as a spiritual person, someone who's a devout, you know, uh, person to, to my values and my beliefs. But even then, every day, because once you reach one level, you're going to be challenged oh, yeah. with a different <laughs> level of faith. And whether you listen to the stories of Moses uh, or, you know, the Christ or, um, you know, Prophet Muhammad, please be upon him. Um, you know, they all had the moments. They yeah. all had their moments. Um so we will be faced with those challenges. And I think that's what makes, like you said, the contrast uh, is what makes life so, um, you know, rewarding because you wouldn't know the difference otherwise. Well, you know, and the other thing too is that I feel, and I was having this conversation recently, and I was saying that um, we have a very interesting relationship with ourselves. And sometimes the the interesting part about that is that like God, angels, people there that we can't see, entities, things that to help us are sitting there and saying, mm-hmm. ask me for help. <laughs> and, and the stubborn human being is sitting there like, I can't, no, I, I, like, why won't God help me? 
ask. Oh, God, doesn't help yeah. me. Like, well, because it's also God is also in ourselves. So there's a little bit of both yeah. the relationship with ourselves and relationship with God, which is one and the same. And so it's an interesting dynamic of ask for help. And it's like, oh, but then I can't. I feel guilty because look how much bad I did or how many mistakes I made. I'm like, ask for help. And then things are going really well. Ask for help. And there's this. Sometimes we right? feel like we don't deserve help. There it well, is, right there. Like you said, there it is. You right feel there. like, okay, how can I ask God for this? I've already been a bit naughty, or I've been a bit impatient or yeah. greedy. Um, a lot of people see it like that, and I just think, no, God is abundance. And in yeah. terms of, you know, oh, I can't see God. I can't see the angels. I can't see my brain. Well, it, I know I have a brain. And I, and, I, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you the the irony that usually gets people, and I can get them to finally in their in their thing is I'm like, yeah, you did feel like you did something like a bad mistake or something like that. And I go, yeah, I'm like, when you ask God for help, that shows that like humility of that, yes. you know, because God's looking at yes. it as like, of course you made that mistake because you're a human being, and I yes. am God's self, I am God, and, and I'm, I'm in so you, merciful. yeah, and and like I because. I don't judge and and I'm in you and of course you you ask for help here because your human self made that choice yeah, not yeah. your soul and not what I can do. And, and and the thing is we will continue to make mistakes but it's ha- it's it's exactly how we view God. God is what you want him to be. So if you see God in abundance, God is abundance. You will be flourished with you know abundance. But if you see that God is not going to forgive you, then God will behave that way towards you because you should you should have you know God is all-knowing, all-powerful and he's all forgiving. And that's how I see God. I mean, you know, we will have judgment, error in judgment. We will make mistakes. But as long as we're sincere and at that moment we turn to God and we ask forgiveness, our conscience is clear. I think that's what it's about, that we are, you know, we're not perfect. We're faulty. We're working progress. Um, but it's that connection. It's been, it's the closeness, I think. Mm-hmm. It's a closeness to, to you know, having that conversation with yourself like you said that in a dialogue the monologue and connecting with god um god doesn't expect us to be perfect i think god wants us to make mistake and then remember him rather than feeling guilty and withdrawing because you know we we often do that we feel like oh i can't speak to god because i feel so guilty i've you know lied to my friend or you know a child has done this and i behaved incorrectly or you know whatever's going through our mind but that's our own judgment not god's god's judgment um it's about like you said humility coming back to your own and just showing remorse and then trying not to make the same mistakes it's learning and growing from that um that is what you know god likes to see well you know we all should be striving for um and I bet we do so many more good actions than the bad, but we tend to focus on the bad for some reason. Um, but I'm sure if it's about setting your intention, like me speaking to you today, my intentions were, you know what, we can empower, you know, I hope God advises me because we can empower so many people through this conversation. Mm-hmm. Something may resonate with someone and that's what it's about. It's not about, oh, let me get popularity and let me do this. It's about setting the right intention before each and every action. When I go for my run, again, every day, I'm so grateful that I have the health to be able to run and then to look after my body, to, to you know, your mind and your body needs to be in sync. 
and I'm grateful for those things. Every day is a blessing to to be able to enjoy our time in this world. It's so true. And and when we honor our the vessel that houses our soul, and we are grateful for um, everything that is already given to us in this very moment, which is I know, mm. and I get it. I get it. I have the reason why I keep saying I get it because I, I know there's sometimes when people hear and they say, "Well, yeah, but where I'm at, it feels like this." It's mm. true, but but it's but what we're talking about here is very much in any given instant, you truly can change the 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 channel of thinking on it and um and re- and mm. recognize like the importance of like well first of all your body right now is actually breathing on its own uh if you don't recognize that as a miracle <laughs> now exactly. that was great exactly. you know like so you were already technically given some tools to like you know yeah. um to, to, and the body listens right noticed, oh, man, like, when you, like when i go for a run and i talk to my hamstring and i say you know what i'm grateful that you're supporting my body and you're doing this and my bones I'm telling you, the body learns to relax. And you can, once you're in your body and your true essence, it when you start appreciating your body, you appreciate your body appreciates you. It's a connection. It's it's fascinating. You know, I had for many years, I, you know, it's outlined in my book. I've always been conscious of my body and I was like, oh, maybe I'm too big, maybe I'm too this. Um, you know, I wasn't the skinny girl in my school um I always felt like I had big legs but now I look at it and I embrace that I think oh, this means I'm stronger than everyone else because I'm not going to get knocked out because my my legs is what gives me my power I'm built for this sport so I've learned to reframe and reassign these meanings and I love what you know the tools that God's given me and I think it's about discovering those tools those gifts and then really um persevering with that because we all have gifts it's about self-discovery and finding that passion and being able to turn that into your you know lifestyle rather than just working coming home and it's a monotonous routine you don't Mm -hmm. want to live that life you want to be empowered you want to be challenged you want to be excelling and you know bringing something to the table Yes. Uh, because that's what's going to resonate and transform into something bigger. That's going to give you that stimulation you need, um, despite you know how many times you fail in the process. Because I think the the greatest lessons you learn is through your failures, um, and we should we shouldn't be ashamed of it. It's something that leads us to our eventual success. Yeah, I love that you bring up routines. I think if we're going to do any routine, it should be the one we choose. <laughs> and not, you know what I mean? Like, you know, because people yeah. are like, oh, I'm just not that disciplined. I'm like, you show up for this other routine that doesn't seem to be fulfilling, but you do that every exactly. single day. <laughs> exactly. You know? It's so true what you just said because little things, because I was listening to something um, earlier on and it was saying failure is not just failure, it's an accumulation of poor thoughts poor decisions and poor actions over time that then leads to failure it's not just one thing Um, and success has the same formula it's being able to discipline yourself to do the the tasks that are easy you know eating healthy and maybe having an apple a day or going for a run it's so easy not to do but it's easy to do at the same time and we neglect it it's it's just not being mindful enough and 
Um, and over time, you know, that accumulates to success because you're looking after your body, you're looking after your mental health, you're looking after your, you know, it stimulates you to do other things in the same manner and the same focus and the same emphasis. I read something, I think it was about a decade ago, and it was so profoundly simple, but it was a cool exercise. And it was this, um, mm. the, the author said, I want you right now for five minutes, I want you to write down every fear, every negative thought that you can possibly have. Just write them all down. Just go for it. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't mm -hmm. worry about positivity right now. Just write down every yeah. negative thing. Five minutes after you're done writing them, I want you to sit and think about them for about five minutes. Sit in that energy. Just, just like, just do it, you know, and, and you're like, okay. And then you, you know, you flip the page and it goes, all right, now I want you to do the <laughs> same thing for anything positive. And I want you to sit in that. I want you to feel those things, think about them or whatever for five minutes. And at the end of the exercise of both things, document how you felt with either one and what felt better, obviously, than the other. And he goes, here's the simplest way of looking at it. Both took the exact same amount of time. Both took the same <laughs> amount of energy. One had an outcome you liked. <laughs> one had an outcome you didn't like. And that is life. That is life right there. And, and that's so it's a, a, to your point of, um, you know, what? <laughs> Doing these things and, you know, uh, just, yeah, maybe not doing, uh, not eating healthier, not doing this or doing that, but it takes the same amount of energy and effort to actually do the thing just exactly. the same. And, and I think that what the difference between doing something good for us and not is sometimes the misperception of what it is. And I'll, and I'll say, so for anybody listening is I've, I've talked a little bit more publicly recently. Um, I mean, I was a healthy dude. I really didn't get into, um, nutrition and training, well, training, training until about eight months ago. And I started like, no, I'm diehard training now, like really training, not mm -hmm. for your guys sport. You kick the crap out of me, but, um, <laughs> but like training, like I know exactly the kind of like, I want to, uh, respect this vessel and learn a lot about nutrition and all these things. And, um, my misperception now, even though I ate healthy, I didn't eat uh, as a lifestyle. And once I changed to eating as a lifestyle and learning how to cook all kinds of amazing different things, um, the food I cook that's healthy is even better tasting <laughs> than, than things that I might not have known about or things that I might have eaten when I was just kind of like thought I was eating partially healthy or, or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. um, and it's so interesting because we create perceptions uh, and narratives um, that um, can sabotage doing the right thing until we try to better understand the right thing and realize wow it's even better than i had thought and it's a choice and it's a choice it, it was just a choice it's away a choice. like we choose yeah. to choose the easy option or the harder option mm -hmm. but ultimately the easy option doesn't really make us feel good in the long run mm -hmm. it just makes us feel sluggish it doesn't allow us to respect ourselves is that is this short-term fix that we right. give into um and that's that's a not to get yeah. you off. That's such a it's so well stated what you just said. It, because you're what you're talking about is a lifestyle, and mm. um I and versus a goal. And you know for me, and I hadn't really trained since I was in my twenties. And so for me, um, between losing my father, well, him passing, I never really say losing uh, him passing, and just getting to this age where you know I'm healthy, but I was like, you know what? Um, I made a very sustainable long-term sustainable choice based on a future um self brought present um not to be all dr joe dispenza but it was like 
here's what I want going forward with partnership and family and health and wealth mm-hmm. and finance, like all these different things that like you have to be healthy and show up for it. And so I didn't, when I started with the trainer, I was like, Hey, I'm ready to go. Um, you know, I don't care how many years. And the trainer was laughing like, yeah, you know, it shouldn't, it shouldn't take that long. I'm like, you don't understand. I'm like, I'm not stopping. Yeah. And it was a very, very definitive wow. comment where the trainer was like, let's go. And I haven't stopped. And I've missed maybe one mm-hmm. day, one day, um, just for a scheduling conflict. Um, so it's a long-term sustaining lifestyle. Right. And the other thing too, is that the whole 90 day goal, because I'm not, I don't want something after 90 days. I want something for the next 40, 50 years. That's why. The so lifestyle. It's, it's, a lifestyle. it's holding yourself accountable. Yeah. Um, and it feels great. Know, it's, those, it's those key phrases again, perseverance, um, accountability, persistence, personality is all the things that we're touching on in terms of this is what shapes and molds our life. And it's a choice. These are not miracles. These are things that you have to develop just like anything else. And it might take five years. It might take two years. But don't be the judge of that. Just keep going. Um, you know, you may see results. But again, it's about loving yourself, respecting yourself and treating yourself the way you know you, you wouldn't treat other people like that so why treat yourself exactly. so um exactly yeah. and in that in that long-term sustainability um creates a lot and the, the the interesting thing about when you do things from a lifestyle choice mm-hmm. um what people don't realize is you actually remove a lot of the pressure of where you think you should be and when because it's now of like i'm doing it for the long term um, and yeah. um, so I'm not expecting something tomorrow. It removes a huge amount of pressure and it really, it doubles down on already. It will, I mean, people like you and I are already very driven, so we're already confident, but it doubles down on it even more. Like I, I feel um, amazing because of it mentally, but then also obviously the, the effects of training is quite profound on the body and the mind, <laughs> but, 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 you know, so the, right, you know? I mean, just to add to that, again, like when you do something, initially it might be hard to give up, say, fried food, but eventually your body adapts and adjusts yes. and it absolutely, your palate changes. Like people look at me and think, how do you train six times a week and, you know, quite often twice a day or jump in the ring? But to be honest, it's not that hard for me because I absolutely live for it. This is what motivates me. This is what gets me out of bed in the morning because I am... I'm constantly working towards my desired goal, which is I want to become a world champion. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean? That means I am changing the shape of what champion should look like. First of all, I'm Muslim. I'm a woman. I'm petite. I'm small. I come from all of these, you know, people put so many obstacles in the way and excuses. And I'm I'm eliminating all of that. So for me, that then becomes, wow, how would that inspire the world if I was able to do this? And truth be told, I've done it once before. So for me, I feel like, yeah, I just need to keep going. I need to sharpen my tools. And I've had days where I come home and I think, why am I doing this? There's a pandemic. I'm not going to get a fight for another <laughs> right. year. I'm 37 right now. I'm a woman. Uh, when am I going to even meet someone and have a family? There's so many negative talks. But then I think, you know what? I've worked too hard. I have a gift. I've come too far to walk away right now. Mm-hmm. And it's always in those last moments 
is the defining moments for change to really happen. So as long as you acknowledge that emotion and just let it pass, you don't need to live in that emotion. Um, and I, I, you know, for me, it doesn't happen, happen often, but when it does, like I want, I want to give up sometimes thinking, well, maybe I could just have a normal job and normal income <laughs> right. and live a more conventional <laughs> totally life. But then I think, will that really inspire me? No. Will I respect myself? Um, and then I think, no. No. As long as I enjoy what I'm doing, I'm going to keep going because life has already taught me once I have faith, it will always seek ways and attract events and people and opportunities to kind of enhance that vision. But I have to, I have to, um, you know, be ready to accept it. Sometimes, you know, there are losses in the journey and it's not being disheartened. It's about yeah, I'll cry, I'll pick myself up the next day or the next week or the next month because I truly, your instincts know what you're meant to do. Mm-hmm. You know, my coaches told me, oh, you should just give up after my second fight. But now I'm in the ring with people who are like, you know, great Britain champions and I'm holding my own. And if not, I'm actually doing a lot better. And it's that conviction and confidence that comes with it. I think that's what makes it truly worthwhile for me to pursue um my my chosen profession well i i appreciate the vulnerability um and you sharing that because i i I tell people that too and i I want them to hear it from all of us we have days we want to give up of course of course are you kidding me are you kidding there there are literally what? Like it's whether you give in to that thought yeah. or you don't. Right. Like it's okay to feel like that. I felt like that many times. Easily. And I'm with my coach crying. Easily. And I'm like, oh, no one believes in me, blah, blah, blah. And then I thought, well, actually, no one believed in me when I became a world champion. No one believed in my book. But look how I've been able to accomplish that. I think what I try, try and do is then, you know, go back to places where I have been able to do everything that people didn't think I could do, mm-hmm. all my accomplishments, all my successes, and then reframe, put it in perspective. Okay, if we're going to have an argument with ourselves about I'm a failure, I'm not great, I can't do this, or it's not worth, or do I have it in me? Okay, uh, okay, let's look at the, let's balance that argument and look at the times where we didn't feel like we could do something, but we were mm-hmm. able to attain it. Uh, we were able to do, you know, accomplish that goal. So then you just have to put it back into perspective. Be neutral. Yes. Be objective. Yes. Um, it's it's so. It's, and you'll see. You'll see when you write it down. You realize actually, I've been able to acquire a lot of things in life. I've been able to attend college. I was dyslexic. I managed to, you know, um, become a Muay Thai you know, champion. <laughs> <laughs> or even like I'm trying to relate to normal people, like going for an interview and yes. really showing my best self yeah. or acquiring a job because these are all processes where we forget to really give ourselves a pat on the back. And sometimes, you know, like it's, it might be a numbers game. We might need to go for 100 interviews until we, you know, then might get that yes, but we only need that one yes. Yeah, we don't need hundred yeses. We need just need that win. one. You only need one big one. <laughs> you know what exactly. I mean? Like, it's so true. And the other thing too is that there's always something else going on that um, 
there's that level of grace to ourselves. And then there's grace um, to your point earlier about like trusting and having faith in God. Like, look, these 99 doors that you were, you were banging on, <laughs> they weren't going to elevate you or at least be the next step that this hundredth door is. So therefore this one that you're, you know, walking through, you're about to get because it's yeah. more in alignment with your path, the part that you can't see yet. So I need yeah. you to go on this one. So it's really walking in faith of like, it's not the hundred doors. Is is it door 49? Is it door 89? Is it door 99? Is it door 100? Like, because whatever the one that's most in line for the the the, mm-hmm. the part of your path is, is the one that when you walk in, it'll happen. Um, exactly. so I, I, people, again, it goes back to like, we take it personally on our shoulders, like, Oh, it's me. It's just like, no, no, it's not. And, and I get it. I totally get it. Like there were places I tried so heavily to get into later on. Mm-hmm. I'm like, thank God I did not get into those places. <laughs> and I realized, Oh, wait a minute. I was protected. You're your own boss. Oh, That's yeah. what it is. Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah, that, and, but I, but, and I, and I did, and I did, I, again, I really love the fact that you shared with the audience there are days you want to give up. I, I and and the complete like I, this, and there's nothing wrong by the way with anybody that does the the normal life or whatever is normal anymore. I don't even know what the word normal means. But um, just that I I could never. There are moments where I would say the same thing. I'm like, in the past, like couldn't have I just like why couldn't have I just <laughs> been more normal? Why couldn't have I why couldn't I just been completely fine and complacent with you know a regular you know job or or a professional real professional job like being yeah, an executive yeah. you know mm-hmm. only and all this stuff other stuff and um and i'm like really buddy like what is it with you that like you know this constant strive for your own excellence and these things and and there were moments that um luckily the the faith really picked up for me even more so when my father passed and connecting with him every day and literally it's and i tell this to people all the time it's one thing when it's your own intuition that's like kicking in and telling you what Mm. to do and whether you listen to it or not is a different story but you know because it's your own intuition it's a different energy when it's somebody you're really connected to that's passed and it's interesting because there are moments where i've been like why why did i why am i doing this why not not the podcast or anything Mm. just certain areas of business or certain things that like you know being challenged on and I can literally feel my father be like, don't give up. Like you're actually, yeah, more, you're yeah. not only are you really on path, you're really on path. And I can feel yeah. that energy come yeah. through. And I'm like, I know, but damn, exactly. <laughs> you know, like, let me take exactly. a breath real quick. <laughs> you know, I think we're connected. That's the thing. We're connected to the world. And, yes. you know, our, our minds, like sometimes it's that frequency. We can, we can hear ourselves and we know in our gut what's right and what's not. And a lot of it is a test of character. Um, you know, it wouldn't be worth it if you weren't tested, you know, whether it's the door 49 or 100, like you said, when it's right. Once you've learned the lesson that you were meant to learn from that situation, you then move on to the next one. And you will never stop, but it's embracing those challenges um, and flowing with it rather than being restrictive and you know, if something doesn't go, you fall apart. Um, I don't think you have to see the beauty, the silver lining in every opportunity. Um, and believe me, I think anyone that's successful, they will, they would have encountered that. And it's how they rise from that situation, those failures, to to then eventually get to that success. And what a lot of people don't see is that that success is a process. It's grueling. It's years of discipline and staying true to your goal and your essence and who you are. Um, it's sacrifice, you know. 
I'm not just in the ring winning one world title. That was years of crying in the ring, going in, getting bruised, breaking my ribs twice, tearing my rotator cuff, um, you know, traveling on my own with no coach, nothing, you know, there's so many elements to it where you're, and you still don't know if you're going to attain that victory in the end, you know, 10 years later, even I did, I still didn't know, but it was a process. It took 10 years for me to get to that world title. And then now I'm, I'm embarking on a new journey now, hoping to do the same. It's a, it's a big ask. It's a big feat. But I think that's the beauty of life is that if you don't challenge yourself and, you know, truly give yourself that, you know, reach your true potential, it's just, then it feels like a waste that you haven't lived your true life, your true essence, that true experience that we're here for. Um, because I don't think anything's going to be too much. I think it's going to test you. And there's always a way out. There's always yes. something we have to learn from it. Yeah. And that's that's the process. That's life. That's our souls moving through its its journey in this lifetime, previous lifetimes, <laughs> and the lifetimes to come. That's its evolution, you know. Um, Definitely. I know we're making calculated decisions. I think that's what it is. It's, you know, you don't have to go for everything no, in life because no. that doesn't have value either. No. But it's making the right choices for you, not for your friend, not for your family, but for you. And again, it comes down to self-discovery and being, you know, I feel like you can have grace. You could be firm, but fair with yeah. your choices. Yeah. I, well, and and that's just it. And I, and I tell people, I'm like, if you lead, um, your heart will never fail you. And they're like, oh, no, it's gotten hurt plenty exactly. of times. I'm like, that's your ego. That's your lowest chakras. Yeah. I'm like, your yes, heart Your heart right. is actually very honest. It's very honest. Like your very heart honest. Your heart sounds something like, listen, thank you so much for telling me how you feel. And I appreciate it. I've checked in and I actually really mm -hmm. like the way that I'm approaching some things right now. So I appreciate yeah. your feedback, but this feels right for me. All love and respect to you, but I've got to do this for me. And if you can't understand that, I'm not going to be mad at you for it, but I also have to keep moving. Thank you very much. I'm like, it's it's be, it's showing respect to another person, even if they're not showing you respect, but not succumbing yeah. to their lack of respect that you then don't make a good choice. And that's it. Yeah. That's it right and it's there. okay for them not to see your vision. And that's what I've yeah. learned over the years, you know, whether it's with my agents or, you know, my family or my coaches, it's okay because it's not their vision, it's your vision. It's and true. it's for you to make it, you know, believe in it and make it come to reality. And they will, they will then see the vision. People always, they always come on board once it's done. Our but oh, go ahead. in the process, you know, no one's really there. And I, I'm okay with that now because I just feel like, you know, it's not their vision. It's mine. It's completely, and the, it was implanted in you. You came to earth with it. <laughs> so like, and that's, and that's the part that a lot of people, I think that they, they struggle with. Like, how do you know? Like, it's my soul, dude. Like it's in yes, my yes. soul. They're like, yeah, yeah, but you know, how is everything going to turn out? I'm like the way it's supposed to, that was all planned before I got here, that I was probably in the planning yes. process. And now I'm just trying to tap more into it so I can stay connected and actually keep making yeah, it yeah. happen versus what you were all saying about your path and your path and your path and your narrative, which has nothing to do with my narrative, but we're now sharing <laughs> narratives. It's all like, we all have our own path. That's all it is. Absolutely. So they can't see it. They're not supposed to see it, but we can lead by example. So when they do say, exactly. how did you know? You say, I felt it internally. I encourage you to do the same. 
And that's exactly. that, you know, and that's where we get challenged um, to do. To Beautifully make said. So where, think, yeah. what do you have coming up next? Like what's, what's happening next? Well, I'm, you know, I'm so excited about life. I can tell. You know, I want to, you know, one of the things that I'd like to do is, um, of course, turn Born Fighter, my autobiography into a film, uh, which we are currently working on. So I'll be an executive producer on that. I'd, I'd love to play myself. So that's another thing that I'd like to, you know, just be myself in it. And um, yeah, uh, yeah. And also... One of the other things that I'm passionate about at the moment is writing a book about mental health, which I'm working with a friend of ours, actually, Letty. Um, I believe you know her too. Very much um, so. Because I just feel like the, the world needs something like this, you know, especially coming from the background that I come from. I feel like it's not addressed enough. It's not brought to, you know, it's not, there's no, there's not a lot of awareness about someone who's, you know, Bangladeshi Muslim female who who goes through all these challenges and then suffers from mental health and how do you come out of that what are the skills what are the what what's the formula to help others and I think I'm not I don't want it to become like a typical self-help book but I want to use my experience to just address things that I've been able to find helpful in my own approach and it's everything that we touched on today which is faith God prayer patience um, you know, just taming our lower self and that will come into play. And I think it's an ongoing battle. It's, you know, throughout the day, you will get many versions of yourself and it's being able to counter those thoughts, you know, it's almost like a, you know, boxing match for me <laughs> where if I'm in the ring, you know, if I don't strike first, then I need to be a counter puncher. I need to be react. I need to be sharp. I need to see it coming. I need to have my next moves lined up three steps ahead of my opponent. So it's strategizing. And I think it's the same with our thoughts. When we recognize certain feeling, okay, what am I thinking? Okay, this doesn't disempower me. It's disempowering me. So where is that stemming from? Is there a trigger? Is there, you know, is this my lower self? Then you strip it away and you realize, okay, I get it. Fine. Either you let it pass or you counter those thoughts with, okay, let's balance that argument out um, and looking at both sides of the coin. So, yeah, it's, it's a, you know, fascinating <laughs> journey we're all it on. Is. It, and, and, and I, and, but I, and I feel your enthusiasm because it, it's been the same for me. Uh, like I'm, I'm enjoying more and more and more. I, the, the more practice as in anything, especially with ourselves though, um, the more practice of it, the more enjoyable it becomes. So anybody that's going through the early stages of transformation, I guarantee it may sting for a little while, but the stings get lighter mm. and lighter and lighter and lighter. Absolutely. Um, where, where can everybody find you online? Um, you can follow me on Instagram, Roxana Begum. Um, I think it's hyphen MT. Uh, I'm also on Twitter, Roxana Begum. That's spelled R-U-Q-S-A-N-A. -A. Feel free to leave me messages. Um, I'll try and get back to everyone. I honestly love connecting with people. Um, I you know, know, I feel like I gain just as much by talking to yourself and just people in general than me just doing the talking I love listening I love understanding um I love growing as an individual so you know I feel inspired by everyone so thank you um 
And yeah, they can reach out to me through my Instagram or Twitter. And then, um, the, and then the book, yeah. we're, we're in the book. And my book, Born Fighter, is um, on Amazon. It's available in the States now. Um, so yeah, feel free to do a review. I would absolutely love that if you, you know, leave your thoughts and your comments. Um, and hopefully I write book number two, which is, which is on mental health. Um, and in my encounters with it, and also book number three, which is going to be a continuation of Born Fighter, um, my journey as a professional boxer now, because I feel like I have so much more to say, because when I wrote Born Fighter, that was two years ago, and the person that I was back then, whereas now, I think I've really come in, come into my own, and I'm accepting the 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 woman that I've become yes. and really truly like certain experiences have really shaped me as an individual and it's being by yourself it's really learning how to navigate through the tough you know tough times um has really empowered me like spiritually I feel so much better um so yeah I think that's you know, boxing is one of the most corrupt sports out there so <laughs> I feel like as a woman I have a different story to tell um and that can really inspire people and um you know that that's what i i feel so passionate about i love it and uh i want you to make a promise to me right now um which is i want this is my request I want mm -hmm. a front row seat and an invitation, a front row seat reserved for me for the championship boxing match oh to my which God, you will be yes. in. I, 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 I want a promise for that seat. <laughs> I will make that promise. I will. Honestly, I see myself one day in Vegas, signed by top rank, fighting in las vegas i do too that's, that's why i'm at, that's why i'm putting it i'm saying right now i'm like i i you heard it here everybody heard it here first i want my seat <laughs> i want the front row i want the full treatment because i said it would happen and you did too and you will uh, have to come and say hello to me in my changing room too i'm gonna try and get your backstage pass yeah no i want the whole team i want the whole treatment like yeah. all of us that you have been your supporting stage. people all of the supporting cast i'm just saying i'm including myself in the supporting cast we're all we're <laughs> I, I, that i'm included in that and that i and that i said that this would happen because it will because oh you will God. all see it does i'm gonna happen. visualize that now <laughs> and it's honestly, already happening I'm it's, giving. I'm. I'm getting thrilled. That like right now, I'm getting goosebumps because I can feel it. I can feel myself getting my hands wrapped, sitting in a changing room, and you come and say, "Roxana, I told you. Good luck." Said <laughs> <laughs> I told you. I'm saying. Yeah. I'm. 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 I'm saying it right now. So. Uh. So I do want that. That promise. But plus, uh, it's already a contract, anyways, with the universe. So there you go. Um. And this is just. This is just now getting into the hands of the different people that'll have well, to make this, this it's happen. It's already happening. The fact that yeah. we both. Um have thought of it and we've already uh pronounced it it's already in the process it's exactly. just a matter of faith exactly. and you know the reality taking place uh, but we both believe it so yeah it's about belief so everybody here heard it everybody here heard it we all we all know that that it was it was spoken about here and when we discuss this oh <laughs> on episode three or four with her that you know we said so it's gonna be incredible and then yeah. we go and party afterwards when i win <laughs> that's awesome absolutely yeah already oh. in the mindset of a champion which you already are though and and i think that um oh. you know that's but that 
the cool thing is is that you've um it's not from the oh i want to be a champion it's the oh i'm behaving like one by all the prep work and the mental side and the the character side and developing who i am side and i think that's where champions are that not think i know that's where champions are born so you're already in that vibe that frequency um you've been training for that so it, you know what i'm saying so that's the character development is everything and i think that that's what yeah. hopefully a lot of people get as a takeaway i appreciate you being on the show you know as always as i told you last time you're, you're welcome back on again of course as many times as you like <laughs> it's a journey so and clearly we you know we have to have a, a championship uh professional boxer on so <laughs> so that, that, i look forward to that episode as well and um you know roxana thank you again so much for being on the show thank you so much for having me honestly i find our conversation so enlightening and what you bring to the table and your energy is so you know contagious and it's it's um you know it inspires me so thank you oh thank you so much everybody that's listening please go follow roxana begum uh on instagram it's um at r-u-q-s-a-n-a B as in boy, E-G-U-M underscore M-T, uh, Roxana Begum underscore M-T on Instagram. And you could just, you know, for Twitter, Roxana Begum um, and Google her. She's everywhere. You can look at her. Uh, you can find her book, Born Fighter on Amazon. And um, just, you know, reach out to her. She's just like us, all of us, me, the community driven we love and believe it or not, you, as you guys listen to this, she's right. We really do love hearing from you. Um, you don't understand that it, we do this and it's continuous and it's consistent. And sometimes it's like, hey, is this thing on without your feedback, without you talking back, without the universe talking back to us? We're going to still keep going because it's in our mission and our purpose. But it we don't always know its effects until you share with us. So it's a very important mm -hmm. role that that the community has with us. And so do the same to me, to her, you know, reach out and, um, you know, and support in any way possible. And Roxana, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And, Thank uh, you. Yeah. So you sit tight for one second and for everybody listening for Roxana Begum, for myself, Matt Gottesman, for the house sold separately. Uh, I love and appreciate all you guys. Thank you guys so much. And, uh, oh, and for ratings and reviews, please it, on Apple, as I mentioned, it helps Apple expand the reach so more people know about what we're doing here and having these conversations in their ear is vital, especially in today's day and age. I think the mental side could really help. Appreciate all you guys. We're out.